Okay, good morning everyone. Today is uh, Sunday and it is Daf. We are, today is supposed to be Daf number 115. 115, yesterday was 114. We're going to do a review of yesterday's Daf, get to today's. It's a lot, we're getting very close. Wow. Okay. Um, and we'll have in mind that our learning should be a schos for the Yidden Eretz Yisrael. Also have in mind the Chayalim. The Chayalim should be safe. And, uh, and also, Lilinish was Yitzchayashim, but Avram Gedalia, and Rufush Lehmad for Adasab Asranya, for Miriam Basi, Et Yisrael. And Yitzchok Ben. And Yitzchok Ben. Yael Zahava. Um, Tzvitov Ben Chasha, um, Amy Bastvora, Sorbas Yochevet. Hopefully, my mother will get out of the hospital today. Yeah. And um, also, unfortunately, uh, yeah. Bas Dalia, Hinda, and Shoshana called the Bas. Yeah, Lorena, all of us. Amy Bastvora, I said it. She said it. He said it. Twice at least it doesn't. Okay, let's get started on the review. We're uh, starting a review at the bottom of the uh, towards the bottom of the page, um, uh, towards well, almost towards the bottom of the page. We didn't quite, uh, but uh, towards the bottom of the page on the Kufiyot Gimel, and we'll get moving. Okay, we're lo- talking about uh, Shmuel introduced this idea of Dina to Dina very important principle in halacha, which is that the law of the land is the law. And that's halacha. The halacha dictates that you follow the law of the land. So um, it's a very interesting study. Uh, what does that mean? How is that, does that include? that mean that there's an Isser Torah to uh, go above the speed limit or something like that? Where do you draw the line? No, I'm saying it's a serious question. It's a very fair question. What, what, how far does that mean? If everybody else is speeding, then you're not, are you not, are not, are not you allowed to? You run over, you mean? No, all those things. No, there's a big question. How, do you, how far do you take it? But anyway, as far as taxes goes, it means you've got to pay taxes. That's what it means. And the, however, there are exceptions to that if they overcharge and things like that. So anyway, how... So in society, when they tax you 100%, the only way to survive is to cheat, then it's okay. Exactly. That's exactly right. That's what we saw. That's what we learned yesterday. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, and Daf Kofi Anyway, excuse you, know. No, because they no, they count on that. No, in Israel, in Israel, the reason why they have such onerous taxes is because they know the Jewish people, and they know they're going to try to finagle the way out, and they say like this way we'll get something. <laughs> Expect it. It's part of the deal. It's like uh, is that true? What? Is that true? I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I, I suspect it's true. I don't know. I never Russia, spoke to the government. They wanted to take over the oil companies. They made the tax bill 120% of the revenues. Right. So what does that mean? That yeah. means that means that, 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 that they expect them to like make, make up stories. Okay. At least they'll get a, a nice portion. Okay. Whatever it is. Anyway, so comes along Rav and he says, I'll prove to you the team that so the are you allowed to increase your value? What? Or is that the criminal to become the tour? Increase your what? 
your, your value when you give it to a bank. A oh, that's a big question. Work, because you well, that depends. That depends. Is I don't like getting political. Are you transgressing? Yes, Trump. That's right. Right, right. It depends. I don't want to get political. But he's, not, he's the only one that did it in all United States. No one ever States. does that. That's unheard of. Nobody else ever does a thing like <laughs> that. Real estate person did what he did. <laughs> anyway. No banks complained about it. <laughs> right. Anyway. They wanted to do business with him further. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he committed fraud to these banks. <laughs> Okay. okay, anyway, so Rabbi says, no, not political. We're not getting political, Rabbi said. Right then. Oh, thank you very much. I was waiting for you. Okay. All right, so Rabbi has a riot to this, that the law of the land is the law. Why? Because the government cuts down trees to make bridges. We use those bridges. We don't say, hey, wait a second. They have a right to cut down those trees. Um, so Ravashi says, how do you know? Maybe the owners were, gave up hope. So the Gemara says, even, even so, they really, if it's not the law of the land, why should they give up hope? Um, because the king didn't even say to do it that way. They said, this is the Gemara's question, the king said to take it from equ- equitably from the neighbors, not just take <laughs> all from one property, and they always take from one property. So um, it must be that the law of the land is the law. So the Gemara says, wait a second, uh, oh, uh, so you mean to say that Shliach of the king is not doing the right thing, but Shlucha de Malka is Kimalka. That's first of all, the messenger of the king qualifies as the authority of the king. And really, it's this guy's fault, because that guy has a right to go. If the one who donated, donate, quote-unquote, donated all the wood for the bridge, um, was, uh, he, he was... Uh, he was voluntold to give his wood. He's supposed to go to the neighbors and get them to chip in and say, look, they took it from me, but the, the law of the land allows that everybody should have to pay for that. So therefore, meantime, you have your trees. I don't have my trees. Pay me for the trees they would have taken that they took from me. And that's the way to do it. That's what, and that is what he's entitled to do, and he should have done that. Took us to other examples of this. Um... um Rabbi says, somebody who was the last guy standing in the, in the silo, everybody else took their portion, and then uh, the government comes and takes their share, all out of his, so uh, he pays for it on behalf of everybody and get, gets reimbursed from them. That's because he's a partner, but if he's just a sharecropper, he was really not allowed to pay, and that's not right, because he's not entitled, he's not mechuyiv. Now, uh, because he does not have a share in the land, he just has uh, sweat equity, which is not really not actually owning any part of the land. Okay, Rava says that uh, a townsman, for another townsman, uh, also he has the right, the collector, the, if he's Jewish, to collect from one from the ben- ear, person on the ear for the taxes of the city, um, anybody in the city. And in other words, and... I don't have to go to each house. I could get it from one member of the city, and he'll and he'll get it equally from the rest. It's not my job. Okay, that's the idea. Depends on the taxes. There's a certain taxes, a land tax, a, um, and then there's head taxes of this year. But if it's past year's head taxes, then you're not allowed to collect because the king already forgave that. Um, also, um, another halacha is uh, interesting regarding uh, theft. So Rava says that uh, there's a, a company that would come and fertilize your field. How do they do that? Um, they have a ton of animals and they just bring them to your field and they help, you know, whatever. And then they uh, let loose and then they take them away. Okay, so you're not allowed to buy any animals off them. And the reason why is because other animals join up 
that are not his animals. Um, so that's what that's the that's it an iser. However, but if they are out of town and they're outside the tchum, then you could buy from them and assume that it's theirs. Okay. Um, Ravina says if the owner is chasing after them, then even outside the tchum is problematic. Um, Rava uh, made a proclamation. Either it was Rava or Ravuna. Anybody going to Eretz Yisrael or coming down to Bavel, uh, this is a very serious uh, law that he's teaching. Um, if he knows any testimony to a Gentile, and the Gentile didn't demand that he come to testify in court, but he testified freely, and it's against the fellow Jew. Um, he's put in chem for doing that because he's getting why? Why? What's wrong? The guy owes the money. The answer is not so simple because they, the the court does not follow the protocol, the law, the way the Jews require it to be, and therefore has no right to take away the money. Okay, um, and they only go with one witness, and that's an, that's sufficient evidence for them. Um, and that's why, so the problem is because you're one person. If you're two people, that would, you would be a let go. And even if you're only one person, that's only in the local courts that are like in the villages, they don't follow the regular protocol. But if it's the king's court, which is that they actually follow Jewish law, they're, they're knowledgeable and they would require, one is only sufficient to bring out an oath and not more than that. So therefore, then you would be a let go. Okay, anyway, um, it's an interesting question, by the way. Um, wait a second. Why? Why is that so? That isn't dina de machus dina. If that's the way the land sat, satisfies things, you know, considers uh, proof. Why is that not good enough? It's a good question. I don't know. I'm curious how they fit that in with dina de machus dina. Okay. Anyway, Ravashi said that when I was by Rafuna, the Shiloh came up. What if you're not Chashev? Because in Adam Chashev, they're going to rely um, as if you're two witnesses and they'll treat it differently and they'll believe it. Okay? And therefore, it's a problem. And you're not allowed to testify. Or maybe if he's in Adam Chashev, you can't really extricate yourself by refusing to testify. That would be a big negative and you're made with a take on that. Another statement, Rabashi said that a Jew who um, um, Sold property to a Gentile next to the about that borders a Jewish-owned property, so he's um, putting Now, why? It's not because of the din bar mitzvah. Because when it comes to buying from a Gentile or selling to a Gentile, there's no laws of bar mitzvah that give a right of first refusal to the neighbor. However, it's a different problem. The problem is is that you're putting. Uh, a lion next to the guy. Maybe this guy's going to be one of those neighbors that are like, you know, uh, terrible. And uh, you it's all your fault that you brought the neighbor next to him who's going to make his life miserable. Okay? I mean, it can, you know, there's nothing like a good neighbor, but there's nothing as bad as a bad neighbor. It's not, I mean, not nothing is bad, but it's pretty bad. Okay? Bad neighbor's bad. So, um... So he, so the put, person is put in cherem until he takes on all damages that this guy might cause. Maybe he's going to be a nice neighbor, maybe not. But if he isn't, you took on that responsibility. So there you go. Took us to the next thing. Um, um, so the, um, uh, uh, the uh, basically the law. Okay, so we're talking about where the tax collectors took his donkey. The Mishnah says and replaced it with a different donkey. Or robbers took his garment and get replaced with a different garment. Are you allowed to keep it? The answer is yes, because the Bailam do give up hope. Okay? 
Also, if you save something from a river, or from marauding armies, or from robbers, um, the Bailam, if the Bailam give up hope, then you can keep it. Same is true by a, by a, a, a bee, beehive. If the Bailam gave up hope, you could keep it. And Rabbi Yechimah says that if we trust a woman or a child to say where the beehive came from, um, and that it was from this guy's property. Um, you're also allowed to retrieve your uh, trespass to retrieve your beehive. And if you cause damage, then you pay for the damages, but you're allowed to trespass. But you can't cut the wood to get your beehive. But <coughs> the son of Rabbi Yechimah says that you could even do that. Okay, and pay for the wood that you cut. Is this where they steal a beehive and transfer it to a different tree or something? How? They What's happening is, this beehive was by his house. Say again? A guy was in possession and collecting beehive uh, from the honey hive. From the honey, he was harvesting honey from his right. own house. Yeah. And then what happened was, is that the bees moved to the neighbor. Oh, the bees moved? Yes, yeah, so he they wants to... They set up the new hive. They set up the new hive, but they all left his hive. So he can go and retrieve his hive from the neighbor and even trespass to be able to retrieve it. The first opinion is that he can't cut the wood, which is the easiest way you cut the branch that they built the beehive on, and slowly bring it over to your domain. The Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yechim Baruch, says that you could do that. So because he has a hazaka on those bees? Right. It's a rabbinic Even ownership. They, they decided to change location. Yeah. Well, 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 the guy, see, the guy's neighbor yeah. sold his farm to a, to, a, to a goy, and the bees were afraid, so they moved. And they said, yeah, maybe, yeah. Really, that, what happens with bees? They, yeah, they, no, it's a rabbinic owner. Really, you can't... Right, exactly. You're raising a good yeah. point. Really, you can't own the bees. Yeah. Really, the like, <laughs> no, no, you really can't own the bees. But the yeah. rabbis um, yeah, really set up a rabbinic ownership of, bee, of bees. Because huh. after all, he's, it's his profit. It's his business. You know, like we give him... You know, we give him... We grant him ownership. Basically. But why cannot you own the bees? I don't understand. You own the boxes where the hives are and the, uh, <laughs> right, and the, the queen bee exactly. is there. The, the, the boxes belong there. Right. But if the they stay there, but the, the bees can leave, and then, you're up the, then, the, then, then you got nothing going. If they, 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 they never leave. They Unless won't. they take the, the, the queen. queen. The, yeah, the queen, queen decided to take them. off, and they follow them. That's all. Yeah, the queen can move if she wants to. Well, that, the queen does. Every, 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 huh? The neighbor gets a windfall. He, gets a, he has a hive. It's producing. Right, money. but that's what we said. We don't. So we, we, the visual guy can right, take a, it from the neighbor. There's this. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's rabbinically a over there. That's, that's it's all. It's all. You still beehives. You take the whole wooden boxes. No, no, no. Now the steel boxes. We're saying the bees left in the room. That's what we're saying. Yeah. All right. Okay, moving right along. So. The Gemara says that if you took it, didn't like the um, you give, who do you give it to? That's the question. Who do you, who do you give it to? You give it back to the original owners because, uh, meaning, you have this mission, this Gemara is arguing on the mission and saying you've got to give it back because Yush is not a Kenyan. And it came to your hand. There's one opinion. The other opinion is, no, if you want to go to the Fnei and return it, who should you give it back to, to the original owner? Because Yish alone is acquired and is acquiring, and you don't have to give it back. Um, however, if you don't want somebody else's money in your meaning, you want to go then give it back to the original owners. We said that uh, the reason is because the Bailam do give a pope. So Ravashi explains that's only um, Gentile robbers, but a Jewish robber, um, he, he doesn't give a pope because he'll take him to to the to the Besson, and the Besson will make sure that he pays. So Rav Yosef says the opposite makes more sense. 
it makes more sense that by a Gentile, robbers, you go to a regular court, the court will, will, will sock it to them, and they'll make him pay. Because <coughs> um, they they roll in with a, without any mercy. The Jewish courts, they're too, they're too kind, and they give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Then who says that he really did? Man, do you have proof? Do you have your receipt that this was really yours? I mean, and they ask you a million questions. By the time you're done, there's no way to get the money out. Okay, so that's the... It's interesting. Even those days, they recognized the limitations of a Jewish court, at least according to Ravaji. Uh, at least according to um, Rav Yosef. Fascinating. Okay. Anyway, so it's the other way. It makes more sense the other way. If you take from a Gentile or list him, so the if the Bible gave up hope, not meaning that Minastam, they didn't give up hope because we're talking about Gentiles because they, um, uh, but at least in Israel, for sure they give up hope. Um, that's the story. Next, we saw the, um, the, 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 we went to this idea that um, hide that's of an animal, if it's privately owned, and he decided to make it, just leave it as a throw on the table, and it's finished product, so then it's ready Makabotuma. The Machshava makes it Makabotuma. But if it's, the, if it's the leather worker, since he's planning on selling it, so his decision to make it a throw is just a suggestion. It's not. It's not metama yet, because it's not considered a finished product till the buyer, who's the end, the end user. Um, if it's a gazlan, it's not, but it kind of it is, and uh, that's because a gazlan there is no yush, and that kind of there is yush. That's shita's tanakama. Reb Shimon says it's not the way around. The gazlan does uh, it, there is yush, and a kind of there is no yush. Okay, um, and therefore he can't dictate based on what he thinks. To say that it's a finished product, <laughs> because the pilum don't give up hope by the ganav. So Ula says that's only if you don't know. But if you heard that the guy said, "Yeah, I give up hope," so then for sure the yish would make it uh, that the ganav or gazan are able to uh, dictate the status of this thing that they took. Now, Rabbah says even there it's a machlokas because even if you heard him say that he gave up hope, we don't believe that he really gave up hope. So Abayi said to Rabbah, don't argue on Ula, because the Mishnah sounds like him, because it says, sounds like, but if we heard that he gave up hope, then it would be different. So Rabbah says, you, um, yeah, but I have a different version of the Mishnah. My version is, the Yush doesn't count. That's the difference. Okay. Anyway, we learned that if the tax collector took his donkey, so basically, what are we talking about? Who's going on in the Mishnah? Okay, it's a case of a Gazlan. If it's going like Rabbanon, so it gives example of a Gazlan, um, and we, why is there Yush? And if it's going like a Shimon, why is there Yush by a, a Ganav? So if you go like Ula, that once you know that it changes everything, so it could fit in the Mishnah. But according to Rabbah, even when you know it's not good, it's still a Machlokas, so then it can't be ra, ra, the Tanakhama, it can't be a Rav Shimon. So who's the Mishnah going like? The answer is, is that you could say that, we're, that there's an extenuating circumstance where you do give up hope by an armed robber, which is, so the Gemara says, um, and then there's one case of Gazan and then an armed robber type of Gazan. Isn't that too, so that's why do you have to repeat two types of Gazan? The answer is, um, yes, <laughs> there's two kinds of Gazan. Um, next, we brought a raya from another source. It says that a Ghan of Gazlan Anas all make something Egdish, it's a good Egdish. They say, declare something is true, it's Truma. The Meiser is a Meiser. Who is that going like? If it's a Rabbanan, it shouldn't be true by a Gazlan because there's no Yish. If it's a Rabb Shimon, it shouldn't be a Ghan because there's no Yish. 
If you go like Ula, you could be say this. Okimtay is the case is where the guy we know the guy gave up hope, and it's going like everybody. But if according to Rabbah, even then it doesn't matter. So then, what's who's the mission going like? Not Rabban, not the Rav Shimon. Again, same answer like before. It's armed robbers, and it's going like Rav Shimon. If that's true, it's not the same as the Gazlan. Two types of Gazlan. One answer. Answer number two. It could be going like Rabbi, because Rabbi said that a Ganav is like a Gazlan. And we said, which type of Gazan does Rebbe hold that the Ganav is like? The Gazlan of Reb Shimon, meaning these years in both cases. Which once we mentioned Rebbe, so we got into the statement, he said a Ganav is Gazlan, and we want to know which Gazlan, the Gazlan of the Rabbanon, that there's no years by either Ganav and Gazlan, or, and it's not Kaina, or is it like the Gazlan of Reb Shimon, um, which, uh, which is that there's years in both cases. And we tried proving it from the Mishnah because the Mishnah wouldn't fit in with Rebbe or the Rabbanon unless you say it's, I mean, with, uh, with the Rabbanon or Rabb Shimon uh, because there's no Yish according to Rabbanon by Gazan. There's no Yish by uh, Ganav according to Rabb Shimon. But if he holds that it's like Ganav is Gazan, we could be going like Rebbe. So Umar says, yeah, but there's, just like we answered before, it could be talking about Wisdom Mizuyan, so that's why it's not a, and then it could be all like Rabb Shimon. Uh, what? What would a Gazlan have? Is entitled to have Jews? Let me explain a little. Let me explain a little bit so you understand what's going on. Okay, a Gazlan is an open person. It's like I come up to you and I say, "Give me your wallet. Give me your wallet. I'm demanding your wallet, or I'll beat you up." Okay, okay? so that's a Gazlan. Okay, according to the Chachamim, um, there's no years in that case. Why? Because you saw who I am. And today you let me take it, but but you're gonna you know who I am. You find my address. You'll take. You'll get a you'll get a court order to make me come to court. Take, come yeah, no, you'll make sure to get it. Justice. Justice. You'll get the justice. You'll bring them to court. That's why you don't give up hope. That's the Rabbanon's opinion. Rabbi uh, Rabbi Shimon disagrees. He says by a gazan there's yosh. You want to know why? Because if I was able to take to you take it from you. Like this, just with that by by coming up to you, so no. then and then basically you don't want to start up with me. That's what that means. But if I don't know the guy, if you well, would, if you do know the point, well, so you do know the guy. Uh, you I know, know my face, but the, but the point being is is that uh, uh, you know that's the difference. A kind of is somebody who snuck into the house. You have no idea who it is. Okay, so and according to you know according to Achamim, according to Rabbanan, that's you. The guy gives up hope because I don't know even know who to accuse. According to Shimon, I don't give a pope there. So easy. I'll find out. So again, according to Shimon, a Ganav, there's a Ganav, there's no Yish. Gazlan, there is. And according to Rabbanon, it's the other way around. Gazlan, there's there's no Yish, but a Ganav, there's Yish. That's the two sides. Comes along Rebbe, and that's what we're seeing now. Rebbe holds that there's Yish by both Ganav and Gazlan. And but we didn't establish. He said that a Ganav is Kegazlan. We don't know who's which Gazlan. Is it the Gazan of the Rabbanon that there is no Yish and then neither is Yish? Or is it the Gazan of Rabbi Shimon and there's, there is Yish by both? That's okay. the question. Very we good. thought we had a proof. Gemara says, we, we, in both cases, the same proof like we brought again. And it's also, could be talking about Lister Mazuyan, it's not a good proof. So the Gemara says. What's the difference between Lister Mazuyan and uh, Ghana for Gazan? Lister Mazuyan is one there where, where everybody, it's another type of Gazlan. So, in other words, we thought that the case was a, a robber, a Ganov. We gave examples of a Ganov, mm-hmm. and we thought that the Ganov was talking about um, um, a case where he doesn't know who it is. Yeah, no, my, it my was an. Arm- my speculation was that Lister Mazuyan might be a masked robber. 
where he, he, he's violent, does it, and he doesn't care, and he says it openly. Uh, no, no, no. He, we consider an armed robber a ganav in halacha because he has to be kefa. Mm. But in okay. but in terms of but in terms of yush, it's the same as it's the, the same as the gazlan uh-huh. because he's uh, you know you see who he is and he has an gun. Okay. okay, so you don't expect to win him. Okay, um, so who? who? Do we have that? Oh, thing? Ula, Ula was talking about a different thing. Ula, that was the difference between Ula and Rabba. That was if we know that the guy gave up hope, then, meaning the guy said, "I give up hope. Oh, I'll never get this kind of, I'll never catch this gasan." Then he said it. Then is Yeah. Okay. And according to Rabba, even if he, we heard the words, he says he gives up hope, but he doesn't really he give doesn't up really hope. That's what that dispute is. Okay. Anyway, we did finally have a final proof um, that, um, that about Rebbe's opinion that he was doing going like Reb Shimon. Why? Because Rebbe told his son Reb Shimon um, that when you you as the children of the Ghana uh, or Gazan got got something that was stolen, you you have to give it back if it's land. But not only land, anything that's public, like a, a cow that's plowing, or um, or a donkey. And why do you have to give it back? Because of honor of your father. It sounds like that without that <coughs> logic, you would be able to keep it. Now, why are you allowed to keep it if there's no years? The answer is because there's always years. You must have given up hope. And that's why, obviously, he's going like, the, the considers a ganav, kigazlan, meaning that there's years in both cases. And that's the idea. And that's the bottom line with that. Took us to the, to the honey uh, uh, beehive case. Um, and we explained what the what it's uh, that that the chiddush there is is that even though the whole beehive is only owned rabbinically, so you might think that maybe there's more yush in that case, kamash Milan, that it's not automatic yush, since even though the ownership, in other words, there's reason to believe that since the ownership is more tenuous, it's only rabbinic in nature. There's more. I was like, oh, it left already. I give up hope. So maybe that's different. No, it's the same. Okay, next we saw is that uh, we trust a woman and child. And the question is, but they're not allowed to testify. Um, they're not kosher witnesses. So the Gemara says um, there's also circumstantial evidence that we're being chased by the, uh, by the owners. Um, and the, the wife and a woman and child were, were mentioned in a Messiah Vito way, the matter of fact. So they weren't trying to testify, and that's when we're believing them. So the Gemara says, but I thought we'd only believe. Um, so anyway, so that so the Gemara says, I thought we only believe them by Edus Isha, by testimony related to did him the husband die or not, um, only. So Ravina said to Ravashi, what do you mean? What's the Nechil Shodvorim? This is the case where we believe them. The answer is, that's, um, 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 that's different because it's also only a rabbinic Kenyan, so that's why we're able to believe them. Uh, why by the Raisa not? So the Gemara says, is that true? But uh, we have a story where a man said that I remember when I was a kid that I was, uh, you know, took out of yeshiva and I was dunked into a mikvah and they called me names that I'm Yechna uh, And we said, oh, he's a Kayan and we can, uh, on that basis, even though it's his own statement, that it was Mesich Vitumo and that was good enough to establish him as a Kayan. So the says, not on a Torah level, only rabbinic for Truman Um... 
really, and not from the Torah. It was another story um, with Rav Dimi in the name of Rav Kartigna or of Acha Kartigna, and it came before Rabbi Yeshua Levi's story, um, or Rabbi, about a kid who was Mesich Vitoma. He says, I was with my mother, and we were taken captive, and I was always watching over her. Okay, I made sure that nobody would touch my mom. Okay, and he was a minor. So uh, the Gemara says, and that basis, she was allowed to marry a Kohen. Now that's the Arisa. The answer is, you're right, but it's, since the whole captivity is really a suffix in the first place, so that's enough to uh, rely on. Okay, and we got it all the way to the Mishnah. We said that about cutting the wood is a machlokis. Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yechon Baruch, says that these are amongst the tonight best in the Yeshua established. What are they? Uh, you could go get your uh, wood, go get your beehive out of your neighbor's yard. He can accuse you for trespassing. And even to cut the wood and pay him back for the wood that you cut is allowed. Similarly, if you could pour off your wine to save somebody else's honey, you'd be entitled to the wine out of his honey. And similarly, if uh, you're carrying wood and the friend is carrying flax and he needs some help, you can dump your wood to take his flax and take the wood out of the flax. And that's all the conditions that you should establish when entering the land, that you have a right to do that. And that is when we left off yesterday.